We're bringing you all you need to succeed in the real estate business. It's Spilling the LT, brought to you by Lawyer's Title, telling you what it's really like to work in real estate. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Tamara Gady. Today, we're going to have another segment in my Participate in Life Together series. I have a very special guest with me today, and we're going to talk about surviving breast cancer. But first, if you like my content, you're really going to love my escrow team. So why don't you give me an opportunity to talk to you about your title needs? You can reach out to me on any of my social media platforms, and let's get a conversation going about how we can partner together. Today's guest is Terry Phillips. She's a triple negative breast cancer survivor, and she's also a realtor. And I have known Terry for many, many years. Um, and she went through, or is still going through, excuse me, um, the breast cancer surviving. What do you call it, Terry? I don't want to say process. That sounds so terrible. Journey, experience. journey. Thank you. <laughs> and so I, it, and it, we went to an event together, a fundraising event together, two about two weeks ago, and it really hit me hard. Some of the challenges that she's been going through, they're not the ones that you would expect. And so I wanted to bring her onto the show today to talk about her journey through this. And so thank you so much for joining me today, Terry. I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. So as I said, she's a practicing realtor, but what we want to talk about today is, is how this how what she has gone through has really affected her and what she's learned from from it. So before we can do that, let's start with the first question is, how did you discover that you had breast cancer? So I found it just doing a self-exam. And I have historically had what you know they call dense tissue. Mm -hmm. And I've had cysts, what they call complex cysts before, you know, in the past. So I thought hoped that's what it was. I waited a month to see if it would change or go away. It did not. So I made my appointment and went in. Were you getting regular mammograms before that? I didn't. Yes, but I did not get it during COVID. Nobody did. Yeah. 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 Okay. And does, and let me ask you this. Is it genetic? Like, are you predisposed to having... I'm actually not. Okay. Um, there are certain, you know, they, they tested me for everything. I was negative for the BRCA, negative for check two, all that. It, I, it was just one of those fluke things. Okay. So let's, why don't you walk us through your journey so far? I know it's, it, to me, it, it's a long journey that's happening in a very short amount of time. Yeah. Is that typical? Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. And so I'd go back to when I first found it um, and I went in for the, what they call a diagnostic mammogram and sonogram and they scheduled a biopsy just in case, you know, okay. it was just in case you need it. Probably won't, but just in case you do. Um, he decided to go ahead and do it. And he said, they both, they found two at that time. I only felt one. They found two doing the um, sonogram, which did not show up in any of the other tests. And he drained them. He said, they look really great. Um, it's, they're both very characteristic of uh, to be complex cysts. I told him I had a trip I was supposed to go on that weekend to Nashville to a friend's bachelorette party. And he goes, absolutely still go on that trip. We'll probably contact you Monday and tell you everything's fine. So on the trip, we were leaving a winery at five o'clock on a Friday afternoon, and as <gasps> all, you yeah, me as oh all, goodness. you know, 
a lot of people do, but it, especially, you know, on a realtor, I'm checking my email, making sure yeah. I'm not missing anything. And I got an email telling me I had breast cancer. Email on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> In that kind of Nashville, news. yeah. Uh, while you're out of town. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that if I had one of those, you know, that thud sound that you hear. Yeah, when, like, my job. Yeah, it, it, it was like that. And my uh, friend was sitting next to me and um, she was kind of just looking over my shoulder, noticing it was a medical report because she has a medical background. And she saw it and she put her arm around me and she goes, it says what you think it says. But Wait a minute. Okay. You're going to have to back up for me because I really have a problem with this. <laughs> I, I had a problem with a whole bunch of things. You told me in your story. I'm just going to be honest. But I historically, doctors give bad news via phone. For sure. Did you ever talk to your doctor about why you got that? Yeah. and they ju- And this was actually the... The hospital in which I got the testing oh, done. It's not your. How, it, it wasn't my. I didn't have an oncologist at the time because I didn't. True. Have breast yeah. Cancer, okay. You know? yeah, it's easy. So this it was sense. just the. Well, not just the, but it was. I guess the radiologist. But still, he should mm. have called. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, he was apologetic. But you know, what do you do? So so insensitive. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, so you find out via email on a Friday afternoon. I find out via email. I um went and scheduled appointments with uh, breast surgeons that were recommended to me. I just real quick, and I think I may have told you this. I'm not sure. I spoke with one, the first one, and she asked, you know, gave me the options of what I what I could do, and I said, I you know I have a history of having dense tissue, I'm fearful this could come back. I want to be here forever. I want to do a double mastectomy. And she was like, why would you do that? You're All you need is a lumpectomy. You're going to scar. This isn't a, a reason to get breast augmentation. And I was like, okay, so you're not my doctor. Yeah. I mean, I would think there's a lot of people that want to be proactive about. Yeah. And, and it's a personal decision. Correct. You know, and you get, if you're giving somebody options, be prepared for whatever option they want. And it's their option. So I chose the other uh, breast surgeon who, and she was so amazing. I absolutely loved her. Um, I did get the double mastectomy. That's when they called me. They send your all of your tissue off for what they call mapping, I believe. Yeah, okay. And that's when they called me and said, okay, so two of them were what they is called DCIS, ductal carcinoma in situ, which means it's contained. It's not invasive. It's like a grape almost, you know, it's it's just right there and it hasn't gone anywhere. And I started just crying in relief, you know, oh my gosh, thank not that any not that it's a good, you know, there's no such thing as a good breast cancer, but sure. that one just happens to be very treatable. Yeah. Um, so that's what I was hoping for. And she goes, okay, hang on, hang on. There's a third one we didn't see in any of the imaging that we had done, and it's triple negative. I hadn't, I did not know all the different types. Same. I mean, yeah. I hadn't heard the term triple I- I wish I'm, now I feel very uninformed. So, but I hadn't heard that term I before the fundraiser. No, I had not heard it. And of course, I did the stupidest thing and immediately got online and started Googling. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Help it's, us. Google's not helpful. You know, it's really not. Yeah, it's and, not. and all it did was scare me. Yeah. And it was basically like, oh, sorry, enjoy your time left, you know? And yeah. it's not that way. And it doesn't have to be that way. And it's, it's just horrible when you start Googling stuff like that. So, well, I think you, you said two very important things that anyone listening that is facing this should take note of. The first one is 
find the doctor that's right for you. Yes. And, and realize that you're, that there are options, right? So it is high, you know, I think in this, in in any kind of instance where you're facing surgery or facing something like this, get more than go to go visit more than one. Absolutely. Right. Yes. And then the other one is stay off Google. Yeah. Stay off Google. Yeah. And then also I throw in trust your gut. You know, absolutely. something is telling you inside to do something, investigate that. Well, we and women as women have intuition and the older I've gotten, the more I've realized that I have to pay attention to it because it's telling me. And that you should pay attention to it. (laughs) So, okay. So you've, you had your double mastectomy or wait, you talked to them about a double mastectomy. She told you not to do it. Then you had it. You found your other doctor. You had the double mastectomy. Found out I had triple negative. Triple negative. Yeah. Um, Went to my oncologist who I, you know, interviewed a couple, found one who I just loved and went to him and he gave me three options. He said, you can A, do nothing. You can B, do a course of chemo that's called Taxol and it is three months. Or you can C, do five months of chemo, which just obviously has better results, but it adds in two more months of the chemo drug they call Red Devil. And they call it that for a reason. Mm-hmm. I, I tried to always call it Red Angel because it, it was... Mindset. We're going to talk about that later. It, yeah. yeah. It, it was killing the cancer. Yeah. And he told me at my first appointment, he said, I think it's important that you know because you found it early. And he said many times, and I have had every doctor I've spoken to tell me, you are so lucky. You are so lucky to have caught it. If I'd have just done the lumpectomy, which the first one recommended, I never would have caught the triple negative. Mm-hmm. And it's very aggressive. You're right. Yeah. So um, I did my five months of chemo. And uh, I asked him, there's something called cold capping, which I don't know if everybody's heard of. And it is what it sounds like. You put this cold cap and it blows cold air to help you try and not lose your hair. Okay. I think, did you post a picture of that on social? I may have posted a picture of someone doing it. Well, it wasn't someone I didn't know, or just maybe of the cold capping uh, thing itself. Like the, the Does it work? Machine. It does with certain types of chemo. Okay. But he told me, he said, don't waste your money. It's very expensive. And it's not going to work on you. You're going to lose your hair. Okay. So I had my first chemo. The the red devil I got every two weeks because it's very intense. And I think it was day 10, maybe. I think I woke up at three in the morning to go to the restroom and I saw a piece of fuzz in my hair in the mirror. And I was like, what's that? And I pulled it and like 20 strands came out. And I started, and it just started coming out and coming out and coming out. And as part of like the mindset that we're going to talk about in a little bit, I was like, you know, there's not going to be much I can control on this journey. This I can control. My daughter, well, first my friend Tracy came over and cut it. And then my daughter came over and we shaped it. Got it. Okay. It was going to happen anyway. And I it didn't want to happen anyway, prolong but the I'm process. I'm sure as a woman, I mean, a lot of us identify through, you know, things like... It's not just our hair, but it's other things as well. Yeah. And you were going through a situation in which um, you were losing a lot of things that women I, yeah. like identify their womanhood exactly. with, right? Very, I, very isn't true. it interesting that I put my hands right there? Right <laughs> uh, that was not on purpose. Um, <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Like, 
how and, and 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 look, I think mindset does need to be just not reserved for a particular time in our conversation, but but obviously put into this conversation how that that's pivotal, right? Yes. And I love how you how you said I decided I would you know there were things I were not I was not going to be able to control, but it still had to be hard. Oh, for, it, it was definitely hard it, while doing it. Yeah. After the fact, and this. Is just kind of how I have always been. I've always kind of had a little bit of a sick sense of humor. I and my friends, thankfully, are the same way. We ha- we laughed at some stuff going on with me. We had to. Otherwise, you're just going to cry about it and break down. And there is a time and a moment for that. Yeah. I'm not saying bottle up your emotions. I spent many a night, day, whatever, on the floor bawling. You just can't stay there very long. You got to let it out. And then you got to remind yourself... I'm not going to win this if I'm not fighting. And you, I also had to be very positive about it. Mm-hmm. And so the hair came off and we right afterward kind of took some funny pictures, you know, oh, of, yeah. you know, okay. my yeah. daughter has very long hair and she put her hair over my bald head <laughs> and, you know, you just got to kind of laugh at the dogs were looking at me uh, like, uh-huh. you smell like mom, <laughs> you don't look like mom. So, and the dog, that does not surprise me. Your dogs are, um, <laughs> on social media quite a bit and they're very they popular. Have per- definitely have personalities. Yes. They so, do. okay. So. Then you went through your treatments. Yes. And finished my treatment May 31st. Okay. Um, let me let me think of the timing of that. Finished my treatment May 31st. He did a PET scan just to make sure nothing had spread elsewhere. Triple negative is has a very high rate of recurrence. And when it comes back, if it comes back, generally doesn't come back in the breast. It comes back in other locations. And so he just wanted to make sure, which I'm very thankful my oncologist is very thorough, and found a spot on my lung. So I had to have a biopsy done of that and came back that it was scarring from the chemo. Okay. Then had my reconstruction. Yep. And then about a month after my reconstruction, doing my self-exam, I found another lump. So, Mm. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Went in and uh, had a lumpectomy done, and it was benign. Yay. Very thankful. But I say that because I just think it's very important that people realize if you very unfortunately or somebody you know very unfortunately does go through a double mastectomy, you still need to keep doing your self-exams. Okay. It can come back. They can't get every single little bitty microscopic piece of tissue well, and that's part of why we're doing what we're doing today is we wanted to bring to the forefront some of the things that people may not think about yeah. while they're going through this. Right. Yeah. So you, are, are we do, are we to the point where we, the fun part where we get to talk about you ringing the bell or are we oh, not there? Sure. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a great day. That was a great day. Um, yeah. It, it, it's a very emotional day. It, it's funny because every, throughout the journey, I thought about it. You know, when you're feeling really yucky or, you know, you have to remind yourself, okay, I feel yucky, but I'm here. So many people would trade places with me and I'm going to ring the heck out of that bell. Yes, And I absolutely. almost took it off the wall. Good. I mean, it Good. really, when I was done with it, it was like this. That's great. News. So That's great. It, it was well, amazing. Well, you had a bunch of people there with you. I did. And a bunch of friends showed circle. up and yep. family. Yes. Very thankful. So... And I'm very thankful that you're here with us today. Thank and you. And that you get to keep going down the road. Me too. Me um, too. 
let's talk about some of the things, like I said, that people didn't, might not think about, right? right? So you're a realtor. Yes. And your business is 100% referral. Absolutely. It is. <laughs> and you are 100% commission as yes. well. And so let's talk about the impact that this has had on your business. Right. So I put it out there on social media for several reasons. One um, being mainly is, I think when you know somebody who's going through it, you tend to be a little more aware yourself. You know, like if I'm going through it, it, it makes it a little more real for people. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know anybody. And there were many people. I mean, a lot of people know somebody who's been through it. Some didn't. And some went and got their mammograms due I think to that. That's great. Yeah. So that's, that's why great. I did it. Yeah, absolutely. I also wanted to get out ahead of it because I knew I was going to lose my hair and I didn't want people to jump to any conclusions. Um, I still had people after the fact tell me that, oh, I'm so glad you're better now. You know, when, once I was done with my treatment, I, you know, I didn't want to bother you. So I sent, you know, I had some friends looking, so I sent them to somebody else and it, it was just like a gut punch, yeah. you know, and yeah. because I did the whole time I, I worked and well, you have to, I had to work. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't as an easy, you know, you can't just go out and get a new job like that. And I was sick. Well, and there's not, you don't have someone else. Look, Let's be clear. You're not a two-income household I am not also. A, yeah. And I have a daughter and that in hit college. Home, that hit, hits home with me because yeah. I'm a single-income household as well. Yeah. And so as a realtor, you know, we don't have insurance. I, that, you know, that comes yep. out of pocket each month and that's yep. not cheap as we all know. Um, like I said, my daughter's in college. I have the same bills that everybody else has mm -hmm. now with a monstrous medical debt on top of that because well, insurance does not cover everything. Yes. And and I think the thing that people need to realize is a lot of times, I mean, it, it doesn't even matter if you're an individual realtor, yeah. you have a business support system mm -hmm. because you are a part of a brokerage, yes. right? Yes. So if you need help covering something, you have resources to take care of that. I do. And my team and you, too. But you specifically yeah. have a team of highly Highly supportive women. Highly supportive, highly experienced, oh, I'm sorry. highly I, successful. You've got one man. One man. Yes. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to leave him out. No, you're fine. <laughs> but they are all very experienced, very professional. I Part of knowing me, you know I have a team. If you know me, you know I'm on a team. Mm -hmm. I mean, we we put that out there. That's our, our team is amazing. So, yeah, it was hard to hear that they did that. But I, I know no ill, I mean, I know they meant it from a good place, you know, in their heart, not wanting to bother me. Well, sure, I get that. But at the same time, it's very detrimental to your financial well-being. Extremely. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and I'll be, I, I can say this because it's not my story, but there were some things that you told me that just made me mad. <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. <laughs> so how do, you know, I think, I think that's great for realtors to hear or anyone that has, um, that's self-employed. Yeah. You're essentially, you're self-employed. I'm self-employed. And yeah. so anyone that's self-employed, if they have this sort of situation happen, it is important to reach out. Maybe, maybe it is important to be proactive about reaching out to your... Or I guess, let me ask you this. Instead of me answering for you, if you had it to do over, is there something you would have done differently to tee this up so you didn't lose the... Like people didn't go somewhere else. Do you think there is anything you could have I, done? I don't know if there's anything I could have done. Okay. Okay. Um, I made it very clear that I was still working. Okay. Um, 
anytime I was out showing a home or doing anything, I mentioned that, I posted that, you know, and social media is our way of advertising. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I let, that was definitely known. And I absolutely had clients who still called on me and, and used me. Um, it just, you know, as usual, it was just needing a little bit more with the new bills that were coming in, but Okay, so maybe it's something that we can leave with the audience to consider. Yeah. Just consider what we're saying. Yeah. I mean, if, if you know somebody who's self-employed and they're going through a medical something, you know, any, the, medical, the, the, any kind of medical, yeah. you know, ask them, yeah. you know, what, you know, what can I do to help you in your business? Because I know, I know you've got to need money coming in the door. Mm-hmm. And it goes quick. It does go yeah. quick. I mean, in any circumstance, it goes quick. Well, but. and then while we're talking about it, I think it's a good time to bring up like some of these um, big known foundations <laughs> and what they actually do, because what they do is still important, uh, right? Yes. But I think there's a, there might be some misconception because when you told me about some of these foundations, um, I was surprised in the fact that they didn't have some sort of support role for people going through what they were right what they were founded for right? right it's more awareness or and or research it isn't necessarily helping fund uh, helping people stay financially stable as they're going through it does right. that make sense what i just said yeah yeah, yeah. okay so there, yeah, obviously there's the one big foundation that we know about and thank god for that foundation because it did make, put breast cancer awareness on the map. Yeah. And they have done their job getting awareness out there. Um, I have not looked at their numbers personally. I mean, I've done my, you know, Google <laughs> research sure. on it. Um, I have talked to other people who say they have done deep research on it. And so I was surprised to hear how very little they give back to research for breast cancer. Mainly it's used from what I understand, let me put every disclaimer in there. Yeah, yeah, you know, for, for sure. For awareness, um, for which includes missions and events and things like that. Um, my when I was at my oncologist's office, obviously they have a financial department who you can talk to, and you would, you know, they have the names of those people who can help. And so I started calling, you know, to find out. Well, mainly that is that assistance is for people of low income on mm -hmm. food stamps. Mm -hmm. So it's like I'm missing, and most people are missing the boat there. I have a friend who is fighting right now, and she just recently had some money donated to her. And you know, I know it just broke my heart. Her response was, oh, thank God now I can go buy groceries. And I just, yeah, and this, I, is, I, this I, is my, I get that. Yeah, you know? My reaction was anger, right? Where yours is more emotional. You know, well, because I went through it, correct. you know, and, and, and you don't ever want to have to ask for help. It's like we talked about, it's just not in my genetic makeup. So if people offered and like, can I bring you food or whatever? I had everything tasted like metal, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't know. And so a lot of the times the answer was no. One of the most brilliant things that was done for me was some women in my neighborhood, they didn't ask. They just said, we're bringing some stuff by and putting it on your front porch. And it was gift cards to restaurants and to like Uber Eats and stuff like that. So 
that is what I always tell when I talk to women now going through this. And I also maybe talk to their friends. Yeah. Their friends contact me and say, what can I do to help? That's what I tell them. Don't wait to ask for them to yeah, ask for help. You, you tapped into a couple of things. And and I did. So after that event, I came home because I was mad and I got on Google. <laughs> and, and, and you're not wrong. What I found is from my... I did not spend an exorbitant amount of time doing this, so I don't want to act like I've gone down the rabbit hole altogether, but there is a hole. Like there's support for low income and people without insurance, but there's not help for people with insurance, but it's a gap. There's a gap in the insurance. It's more catastrophe level or high deductible level insurance. Right. Then on top of it, they're self-employed and they aren't able to keep going down the road with their business. They're not considered low income. There's a hole. There, there's there, a hole there is. And there's in financial one, support. There's one organization that I found there out of um, Sherman, and they do something which, that's really great, and they're able to help women in that kind of hole, you know, with their bills, like their electric, water, rent, mortgage, stuff like that. And they do it in such a way where you send them your bill, like uh -huh. here's my, you know, invoice from for water from the city of whatever. Sure. And they pay it directly, which I was like, that's brilliant. Yes. So it's getting paid. You're not sending money to an individual who, you know, not that they are intentionally spending it elsewhere, but what if something else, you know, comes up and they accidentally spend the money there. But there's only one organization that I knew of and that any financial office in oncology that I've spoken to knows of. So that to me is something to be addressed a little bit further. But the other thing is, you know, I don't think it's really your, I don't, I don't think it's your fault. I'm a single female too. And asking for help is really difficult for me. I think we've been independent for too long, Terry. I know. And you, yeah. And you get, and I'll do it myself. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, going to this event also, she, the, the keynote speaker talked about some of the things that were done for her. And I, I, I like the idea of, and I need to implement this more in my life when people I care about are going through things where I don't ask, I just do. But mm -hmm. I'm a, you know, at home, I'm a more private person. So I don't know about showing people showing up at my house without yeah. you know, it not being announced. Um, you may not like what you see when you get to my house too, because uh, <laughs> I don't look like this at uh, home. Same. Um, <laughs> but the dropping off of things so you could get it whenever you felt up to yeah. entering your front door is yeah. a great idea. And so I think that's something for all of us that are supporting you to keep in mind when you're going through it. Yeah. Like just, just figure, do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. And, you know, and like she talked about, you know, she said, you know, the, the food that got brought over, which was really great. You know, she's like, maybe not like a casserole for 20, you know, <laughs> not to sound ungrateful. But you can freeze a casserole. I was thinking, you can you freeze, can freeze a it. But then yeah. I'm telling you, then your free, your freezer gets packed too. But, well, that's true. you know, it's, it's just, yeah, just do it. Just drop something off. Just I mean, especially like I said, in the form of a gift card is the most brilliant thing because then when they're feeling like, you know what, this sounds good, you can order it. Yeah. I think it's, I think that was great. That's a great thing for all of us to kind of keep in mind. Um, I had a friend and this is, I'm not going down the full rabbit hole, but her husband called me and she had a tumor in her brain and she just oh. had it removed and it took her speech, her ability to convert thought into speech away. And, um, it's going to make me change how I approach. I sent her um, flowers with a note because her husband told me all she wants right now is to go to church. Mm. And he struggles with that because he has open, he's a realtor. There are realtors yeah. and he has open houses on the weekends and wins church a lot of times. Yeah. And so I sent a note that said, anytime you want to go to church, you just call me. 
I'll come and take yeah. you to church. Yeah. But maybe I should just call her husband now and just say, when can I take her to church? Yeah. Can I take her to church this Sunday? Yeah. I'm Thank gonna you for that. I'm going to show I up at I learned something 11. today. Yeah. Um, okay. We're, uh, we're going to run out of time. So here's what I'm going to propose and we can do this. I should have done this off mic, but <laughs> I think I need to have you back for a part two okay. because there's so much to impact here with the, what did you learn through your experience? I mean, we touched on a little bit of it, but we, we can really talk for another 30 minutes about mindset prevention. We did talk, touch on learning how to accept help from of others, but how to navigate the effects of, uh, from the chemo and the hormone blockers. So I'm going to ask you back. Okay. If that's okay yeah, with you. Yeah, absolutely. What I want to, the last question I'm going to ask you today is, you know, you talked about the treatment and the double mastectomy. And then, but what that's, you know, people think, okay, I'm done. Yeah. But you may not be done. Right. And just because they are done with their chemo treatment or they've been declared what we call, um, you know, NED or no evidence of uh, disease doesn't mean they ha aren't having the lasting effects. I had no idea chemo had such lasting effects. And now I'm on a hormone blocker which um, we can get into that another time about why I'm on it, even though I'm triple negative, that also has different side effects. So you were telling me about yeah, some they're of not, it. Yeah. They're not done. Yeah. <laughs> they're, you know, use, use kid gloves. So, you know, there's, they're still fighting it. They're still probably going through some stuff, maybe not telling you because you kind of get the, like, I'm, I'm tired of talking about it and they're probably tired of hearing about it. Mm. But there's still stuff going on in the background. I can almost guarantee you with every person who's gone through it. Well, and you're also going to have follow-up appointments and additional, I mean, you have a PET scan in January that you're supposed to get. Yeah. So this is going to keep going, right? I will continue for five years. I will continue to have PET scans, blood work done, checks from both my oncologist and my breast surgeon. Um, they monitor my blood levels on, on various aspects. You know, some of it is a, you know, a cancer one and others are just make sure there's no infection going on. Um, but yeah, that this will be, it'll be like this for at least five years. And then, you know, it'll still be like that forever, but mm -hmm. for five years, they're pretty intense uh, on watching you very closely. So I think that's why I'm going to ask you that because I think, I think the mindset part of this conversation, I mean, we could do a whole 30 minutes just on mindset. Yeah, for we could sure. Do longer. I mean, and you have to, it's, it's just so important because you're going to run into people who don't get it and maybe say things that they shouldn't say. Um, and, and to that, I just say, you know, be, have grace when you're with someone who's been going through this because you don't know everything. And it may be everybody hears about breast cancer all the time, but those affected with it, it's still a big deal to them and the people who love them the most. And it's scary. And even though you, you know, maybe haven't been through it or know somebody who's been through it, it's not, you know, it's not, I can't even think of the word. It's not just a, a passing thing. It's, yeah. It's real. There's it, a reason they yeah. call it a fight. It's a, yeah. And, you know, you can look at it as you want, but maybe don't say it in front of them. <laughs> yeah. And we'll, I just put that as E for our next yeah. um, topic point is some of the, you know, just insensitivity that you deal with. And look, you know, I, I guess I feel like we have to believe the best in people. And, yes, um, yes. 
that they don't mean to be insensitive. I mean, I, even I, and I'll be vulnerable about it. I asked you, I said, I need you to tell me if any, if the way that I'm wording something right. is insensitive or triggering, or triggering because I don't want to do that to you. Yeah. Right. And so I think that is a great topic to also explore a little yeah. bit more. And I'm going to, you know, if you feel comfortable, we'll talk about it again offline, but maybe we talk about some of the examples of, you know, the big, oh, the big ones or the easy ones that, you know, have, yeah. has happened to you. I mean. Very comfortable because yeah. like we said, I mean, we'll, you know, dive into mindset, but if you don't have that mindset and somebody comes at you with some of these comments and I guarantee you they will, because everybody in whatever situation you're going through, whether it's medical, personal, whatever, they're going to give you their unsolicited advice mm -hmm. and you've got to have that mindset to let it roll off. That's right. You can't let it impact you. I mean, I, the biggest thing, one of the biggest things I learned in this process was that, and you have to distance yourself from people who bring that negative in because you don't have room for that when you're going through what you're going through. I think this is just a really great place to stop for today. So thank you, Terry. Thank you. I'm so I glad you came it. on the show with me today. And I appreciate you just being open and honest about how you feel and your journey yeah. and, and what you've experienced. And like I said, I'm going to, we're going to set you back to come back next okay. month and we can expand on this a little bit more because I think there's just so much that we did not get to today. So sounds good. you're a blessing and I'm so glad that I get to call you a friend. So Me thank too. You. I'm thankful for you. Thank you so much. So thank you for joining us on another episode. Again, I'm your host, Tamara Gady. If you like my uh, podcast, you're really going to love my escort team. So let's get a conversation going about your title needs and make it a great day. Mm -hmm.